welcome to the AOL podcast. Let's dive right into this week's message. Says under this mouth, come on my soul, don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. You've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, if you're comfortable, just lift your hands with me. Oh, come on, my soul. Don't you get shot. Lift up your song. Because you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. God, we praise you this morning. Come on, one more time. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Oh, lift up your song. Because you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get. Oh, lift up your song. Because you've got a inside of those bones. Get up. says right here Isaiah 2 and verse 2 it says now it will come to pass that in the last days how many all believe we're living in the last days right now if you don't believe that turn on your TV it will educate you how many all know we're living in the 11th hour I believe that with all my heart I'm not saying he's coming back this afternoon he could I'm not saying he's coming back in 2024 but I believe we're closer than we are further away from it. Amen. It says, The mountain of the house of the Lord will be firmly established at the highest of the mountains. You know what I believe? When you made the decision to come to the house of the Lord this morning, you are saying to yourself that no matter what situation I'm going through, I'm going to the place where God is going to be exalted higher than anything else. How many of y'all know there's power in the house of the Lord? I'm going to say that again. How many of y'all know there is power in the house of the Lord? I believe there's joy in the house of the Lord. I believe with all my heart that today the Bible says, uh, Jesus said this, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So I don't care what kind of hell you went through this week. I believe that today God is going to touch your heart and speak to your life. He said, we'll be established at the highest of the mountains. So this, listen, this is not a season to bend a culture. This is not a time to say, you know what? I tell you what, if I'm not in church, the rapture happened, or I'm on vacation. Amen? I, Barbara was cutting my hair yesterday, and she, I, I, she said, next weekend we're going to the lake. I said, that's great. When are you going? She said, Friday and Saturday. I said, you're not staying through Sunday? She goes, no, I have to be in church. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I don't care how long we stay out on Saturday night. As for me and my house, we will be in the house of the Lord. No judgment, no judgment. It's the word. And we'll be exalted above the hills and all the nations will stream to it. How many of y'all know God's called us in this very hour to be the loudest voice inside of this nation as the body of Christ? It says, and many people shall come to say, come let us go of the mountain of the Lord. 
to the house of the God of Jacob that he may teach us his ways. How many of y'all came this morning to learn from the word of God? To be taught his ways and that we may walk in his paths for the law will go out from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Lord, I thank you for this time together right now. I pray, Lord, that the word of the Lord would go forth. I thank you, Lord, that we are in the house of God, the highest mountain. And so, Lord, I pray that today, that as we go higher in you, from faith to faith, from glory to glory, I pray, God, that you would give us a heavenly perspective and not an earthly perspective. That would we see things the way that you see things. Lord, in that situation, God, with our kids as we parent them, God, I pray that you give us supernatural, heavenly wisdom to deal with that. Not that we would say things on our own accord or through our own flesh, but God, today we came to hear from you. And Lord, I pray that you would give us eyes to see in those situations in our finances, God, in healing inside of our body. God, I also pray right now. I pray that July through December, God, I speak life. I prophesy that the things that may have plagued us from January to June, I pray I speak life into this room right now and that we will go to new heights, new depths. That we will break through barriers and we will go where you've called us to go. We will do what you've called us to do and we will be who you've called us to be. Not by mind nor by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And so, God, I just pray right now in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, Lord, that, that businesses are being elevated. Increase in their lives in every area. Lord, if sickness and disease of any kind, maybe it's even a cold or something that's been sticking around. Lord, I pray for every tendon. I pray for ligaments. I pray for, for uh, internal organs. I pray for bones. I pray for feet and knees. I pray for joints and elbows and hands. God, I pray for the life of God, Lord, from July right now as we begin to pray and prophesy and speak into the air. I pray, Lord, that they would live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. God, we give you praise. We give you glory for it right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Well, look at your neighbor and said, I'm so glad you came to church this morning. Amen, 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 amen. All right, all right, all right. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Who's happy to be in the house of God today? Amen. I'm so glad that you made uh, the choice to be here today. There's a few things before I get started, but if you would, open your Bibles to James chapter 4. Everybody say James chapter 4. All right, we're going we're gonna to get a word from James chapter 4 this morning. But before we do, I want to let you guys know, you'll hear from me, you'll hear from Pastor Robert here in a minute. Uh, if you have items for the auction, we need those in. We need, uh, you know, good, high-quality stuff, not crap, all right? I'm really not good right out the gate. If, I, if, 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 I'm, if I'm starting this off saying that, listen, I'm cleaning it up for you guys saying that. All right, praise the Lord. But if, uh, you, uh, listen, you have something dusty in your closet, we, we want high quality stuff. We want like guns and ammo. Amen. Saddles and tack and cool stuff. Knives, praise the Lord. I don't know what you ladies want, but that's what I want. Amen. Because I'm a man. And so, but also too, if you're not signed up to go to camp meeting, I want to encourage you to get signed up for that. How many of y'all, we can't just eat on uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and expect to be full the rest of the year? How many of y'all know there's just times where you need, how many of y'all know you need the word of God as soon as you leave here out of the parking lot? Thou saith the Lord from stupid drivers and crazy kids and, you know, uh, people in restaurants and things like that. But I believe camp meeting is a time of refreshing. In fact, I was thinking about it this morning. I remember preaching at camp meeting. We had just, uh, Brandy had a, a DNC. We, we were pregnant. We, she was like 10 weeks pregnant. She had a DNC on Monday, and we went to camp meeting on Thursday. And still a bit heartbroken over, over losing. This was the second child that we had. And I preached on a Friday afternoon. Some of y'all were there. And I stood up in the chair. Of course, I was sweating. It was New Mexico. And I was a little Pentecostal at the time. I said, you mark my words, we'll have a baby. In nine months, we did. Praise the Lord. So <clears throat> the, the, the seed of God was, was planted in my heart at camp meeting. How many of y'all know we just need to surround ourselves and get us in places to hear from God? 
And I'm not saying he can't do that for you in your living room, but also, too, sometimes you need to set the atmosphere for it to happen. Are you hearing me? I believe camp meeting is a good time for that. So Thursday night, I'm not sure who's preaching. I can tell you who is preaching. Danny Johnson be preaching, Pastor Ty, and myself. I, will, I do know this. I've got my assignment for Saturday morning. But uh, you have a meal. One thing that I'm excited about this year, Thursday afternoon, we're doing a panel. So there'll be pastors up on stage. And you as a congregation, we're not only just going to share our favorite scripture. I'm not sure which mine is. pastor asked me, what's your favorite scripture? And I'm like, that's like asking me what my favorite food is. <laughs> right? I like everything. I can get full at Tootin' Totem, praise the Lord. I gained six pounds in, in Africa with like flies and chicken that had been staying out there for ten days. Praise the Lord. Even after the diarrhea and everything else. <laughs> but, uh, and so, anyways, we're, the first session is going to be a, a, a panel up there of pastors asking us what our uh, favorite scripture is and what that's meant to us. And then the second part of that, you guys are going to ask questions from the congregation to us and uh, up there of just uh, people of wisdom. How many of y'all know there's a difference between earthly wisdom and heavenly wisdom? All right? And, they're, they're, uh, and, and I believe there's going to be both on the stage there, and I'm, I'm super excited about that. And then, obviously, that night would be a service, and it's just uh, a time with God. In fact, I, I just want to see who in here has, um, you have a testimony of what God's done in your life at, at a camp meeting, all right? All right, give me a microphone here. Raise your hands again. DJ, come on up here. You're on, you're on the end. Tell us, tell us something. Now, I want to tell you. I, I don't tell myself this. Blessed is the short-winded testimony giver. Shall he, or he shall be at. Come on up here. It's DJ. Give DJ a hand as he comes forward. Yeah, one minute. It's a good thing you handed me the mic. Yeah. Okay. I got married a second time. Oh, no. I mean, you can. <laughs> Don't get short with me. Okay, your <laughs> okay. Your mother-in-law gave a gave a word. Happened to be for my wife. Mm -hmm. I had no clue. She said, "If you're contemplating divorce, get up here." Wow. I walked up with her because I just thought she grabbed me because I was ushering. I thought she just wanted me to go up for something that Luann was praying over. I didn't know what it was because I didn't catch it. So when I got up there and she said it again, I was like, Pastor Lynn looked at me, she goes, you didn't have any idea, did you? I said, no. Fast forward, we got back, and I guess the Holy Spirit jumped up and bit her because she went behind and had everybody else knowing and then pulled me up on stage and in front of the whole congregation apologize for her part of whatever and then ask could we get remarried yes awesome awesome amen i mean i know we serve a god of restoration amen so you guys be here you uh you can sign up back there at uh, the the booth back there you can sign up online it's 40 dollars per person uh we're having desperados uh cater it uh Friday afternoon, there'll be some refreshments too, also on, in, on uh, Saturday morning, and so y'all be here, amen? Well, if you have your Bibles, open up to James chapter 4, and this is the direction the Lord sent me this morning. My dad actually, I, I had a conversation with him on Friday, and he said, he said, son, what's the Lord speaking to you? And I said, I don't know, Genesis through Revelation and everything in between. This is why it's good for me to be uh, a series guy because I just, I, I read the daily Bible every day and the Lord just ministers. How many of y'all know this is a book of life? And every day the Lord speaks to me something, but this is the direction where I wanted to go this morning. If you were here on first, any of the first Wednesdays from March, April, and May, I taught on James chapter 1, James chapter 2, and James chapter 3. And if you weren't here, I'm going to give you a recap of that. But I, I believe James, he, the author here, he is the pastor of the Jerusalem church. He is the half-brother of Jesus. This is a very practical teaching. In fact, he starts it off, he's basically saying that you need to trust in the Lord. The very first thing, when you go through trials in life, you need to count it all joy. And there's a, there's a God's way of going through trials and an earth's way of going through trials. Amen? 
And so he said, if you ask for wisdom, and I'll give it to you liberally. And then he gets to chapter 2. So the first one's trust to me. The second one is faith, that we walk, walk uh, by faith and not by sight. But also, too, faith without works is dead. And then we get to chapter 3, and he's saying, your confession. He's talking to a church here, and he's saying, you as believers, you've got to get your tongue right. How many of y'all know death and life is in the power of the tongue? And those who love it will eat its fruit. And then we get to chapter 4 right here. And really, the thorough message of chapter 4 is humility. And I will go back to chapter 1, 2, and 3 here in a minute and really give you a thorough recap of that. But I want to read this together. It says, what leads to quarrels and conflicts among you? Do they not come from your desires that wage war in your members, bodily members, fighting for control over you? You are jealous and covet what others have, and your lust goes unfulfilled. Again, he's talking to Christians right now. He's saying, so you murder. Do I really believe he's talking about somebody pulling out a forty-five and shooting somebody in the temple of the forehead? No. I believe he's saying, you know what Jesus said? He said, if you murder in your heart, then you've done the murdering, right? He's saying, I don't really think that he's saying that you've actually committed this. But what you've done is set up decisions in your life uh, to be jealous and covet, which led to murder. Now you are envious and cannot obtain the object of your envy. So you fight and you battle. And what happens is, is you fight and battle, you covet, envy, you murder. Then you fight and battle, you covet, envy, and murder. And then you fight and battle, and the process keeps going on. It says, you do not have because you do not ask. He's saying there's a separation of your life and your life with God. How many of y'all know all of our life needs to be our life with God? He said, you ask God for something and do not receive it because you ask with wrong motives. How many of y'all know this is a word for us today? It's like he wrote this last Friday. This is a word for us. He's saying, you ask God for something and do not receive it because you ask with wrong motives. Out of selfishness or with an unrighteous agenda so that when you get what you want, you may spend it on your own desires. How many y'all know this is a hard word? I mean, y'all know the word of God is like going to the buffet. How many of y'all like the buffet? All right. Some of you may not like it. I love the buffet, especially at the Rio Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada, where they have, amen, you, amen, word, brother. Amen. Stand up, Mac. You need to trust me and this guy that we like buffets. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so, uh, lobster. You've been, right? Shrimp, crab legs. Can we get more crab legs over here? Uh, And I'm not talking about arthritis. I'm talking about actual crab legs, praise the Lord. Um, Sorry, that was a corny dad joke. Uh, uh, All all the things. You know, when I was a kid, we had furs, right? Y'all remember furs? I I think there's furs probably still in the country somewhere with the old granny with the hair nut back behind there giving you liver and onions. Who eats that anyway? You know, when I go to the buffet, I'm not going there for salad, right? It's like, do you want broccoli or crab legs? I want crab legs, praise the Lord. Do you want tomatoes? I don't like tomatoes. You might like tomatoes, but I I mean, sometimes I do, but I don't like the little red ones. I give them to Robert. But, uh, But here's the deal. Can I tell you, the word of God is like a buffet, There's sometimes there's a chastising word like James chapter 4 right here. He's trying to open our eyes to some things. And this may be the broccoli. And then, but we want, we want word. Pastor, why didn't you come in with Philippians 4.13? I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me? That's like eating a steak, right? It's the stuff that just melts inside of your mouth. But how many of y'all know broccoli is probably more nutritional for you than the steak actually is? And that ain't a word for the vegans. All right, I'm just saying, I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian. Uh, And if you are in here, I'd love to lay hands on you, cast that devil out of you right now in Jesus' name, all right? But how many of y'all know we want a word like, he will supply all of your needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's the crab legs. And the tomato is tithing. You're like, take me back to the good part of the buffet. How many of y'all know it's the full counsel of God that's going to change your life? And in James chapter 4 right here, he's saying this. He's saying, uh, he, he's, uh, it's a hard word. He's saying, you, may, you spend it on your own desires. But he said, you adulteresses. This is hard. He said, do you not know that being the world's friend is being God's enemy? All right, 2023 woke Christians. 
Can I talk to you for a minute? This is the word of God. This thou sayeth the Lord. This is in the TLB Travis Lee Bennett version. This is the word of God. He says, do you not know that being the world's friend is being an en- God's enemy? So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says no purpose that, that, that the spirit which he has made to dwell in us lusts with the enemy? And so that's a chastisement. But how many of y'all know with every problem, God gives a solution? I'm going to say that again. How many of y'all know with every problem, God gives a solution? How many of y'all know he gives us an ingredient to fix the problem in our life? And here comes the ingredient. He gives us more and more grace. He gives us more and more grace. Y'all still hadn't got it in your heart. He gives us more and more grace. I mean, y'all know you need grace on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thank God for the grace of God. Now, is it being abused in the world and behind pulpits today? Absolutely. But I am thankful for the grace and mercy of God. It says, this is the ingredient. It gives us grace, more and more grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but gives grace to the what? He gives grace to the what? He gives grace to the what? If you want grace in your life, what do you need? You need to be humble. You need humility. You might have a fake kind of grace operating in your life because if it doesn't come through humility, you may not be getting it. Are you hearing me this morning? We've got to humble ourselves. In fact, it goes on to say this. We love this scripture. So submit to God or humble yourself to God. New Living Testament says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. When you're truly humble... And actively resisting, I'm telling you, victory comes in your life. He says, come close to God, and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be miserable and grieve and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your reckless joy to gloom. That sounds terrible, but I want to explain it here in a minute. He says, humble yourselves. Everybody say humble. Humble. He says, humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you you. So Pastor James right here, he starts off being the author. This is the half-brother of Jesus. In fact, if you study out the book of James, you see how practical it is. It's like the book of Proverbs for the Old Testament. We see it as something that we obviously, these Christians are dealing with the same things that we're dealing with in 2023. In fact, in James chapter 1, he tells us, he says, consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Can I see a show of hands of people in here that you've had trials? in your life. All right. If you did not raise your hand, you're going to have a trial because you're a liar. And the Bible says he finds, amen, every liar is found in, in, in fire. Okay. So I'm going to ask you again, how many of y'all have ever gone through some trials in your life? So this word is speaking to us. And I'm here to tell you, if you're not in a trial, you may be about to go through one or you may have just gotten out of one, but take heed, take joy. He said, Be assured that the testing of your faith produces endurance and that endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. How many of y'all know it's not just joy, it's nothing but joy in a trial, coming out of a trial, going through one. A trial is when your trust is tested. A trial is when your trust is tested. I'm going to do a Proverbs 3 in chapter, chapter 3 and verse 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your what? Heart and lean on in your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. In all of this, you will see what James is really trying to say. You can't compartmentalize the Lord. He's saying in your trials, I want to be in a part of the trials. In your faith, I want to be a part of your faith. In your speech, I want to be a part of your speech. Inside of your home, I want to be inside of your home. How many of y'all know, uh, you parents out there, you invite people over to your house? I've done this before. We invite the kids in. We say this, all right, so-and-so and so-and-so, their family's coming over. All right, we don't go upstairs. Repeat after me, we do not go upstairs. We stay in the living room, the den, the kitchen, and this bathroom, and this bathroom alone. Don't take them in, don't take them in the laundry room because we don't know what kind of animals are growing inside of there. We're not taking them to your bathroom upstairs, dear God in heaven. (laughs) Come on, you parents that have teenage kids out there. Disgusting. All right, are you hearing me? And so, but, but we do the same thing in our Christian walk with Christ. We're a different person on the basketball court. 
for a different person at the gym. We're saying, Lord, I want you inside of my home, and I really want you inside of the house of God. But when I'm driving down the, lo- down, down the road, I'm, I, it, that, that's going to be like the bathroom upstairs. How many of y'all know in every, what James is trying to paint a picture is, in your trials, in your faith, in your speech, in everything of your life, I don't want you to just talk the talk. I want you to walk the walk in every area of your life. Are you hearing me this morning? I need you to go through the salad line. I need you to go through the hors d'oeuvres. I need you to go through the meat because all of it is going to bring value into your life. And so he tells us, he, he tells us that uh, the enemy has a plan, but God has a bigger plan. How many of y'all know God has a bigger plan? Romans chapter 8, verse 20, 28, he says, We know that all things work together for the good of them who love God, who are called according to his purpose. And so... How many of y'all know we go through all kinds of levels of trials throughout life? Something breaking down, maybe you losing a job, maybe something happening inside of your marriage, maybe it's an emotional, maybe you've dealt with rejection, been betrayed, maybe it's a death of a loved one, maybe it's you've been sick over and over and over. How many of y'all know this is just all real life stuff? And he's saying consider it all joy. He's saying no matter what you're facing, Consider it nothing but joy. As I said last week, when you got the light turned on, you are going to attract some bugs. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so when facing challenges God's way, it, 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 what it does is it begins to determine some things is who you're going to put your trust in. How many of y'all thankful for doctors and medicine How many of y'all thankful for nurses out there and godly people? Amen. We're thankful for them. But my trust is not in them. Isaiah 53 and verse 1 says this. Whose report will you believe? I choose to believe the report of the Lord. Amen. And his report says I'm made whole. I'm healed. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's the God who heals. Amen. Psalm 107.20 said he sent his word and he healed me and delivered me from all destruction. I may not feel it. I may not see it. But through the lens of faith, I'm going to speak it in Jesus' name. Are you hearing me this morning? And so, it's who you tr- uh, trust for your life. Number two, it will determine the direction for your life. How many of y'all know there is a direction the enemy wants you to go? I'm going to say that again. There is a direction the enemy wants you to go. There can be one single decision that happens inside of your, your family, whether it be over your kids, your finances, whatever. And there's a direction he wants you to go. But when I put my trust in him, it determines that direction. And the influence over my life. And then the second thing he talks about in James James chapter 2. I could talk about chapter 1 forever, but I'm not going to. In chapter 2, he talks about faith faith without works is dead. How many of y'all know you need to prove your faith by your actions? Some of y'all really need to get that. You need to prove your faith by your actions. Well, Pastor, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, we're saved uh, by grace through faith not of works. James chapter 2 verse 26 says this, uh, for without faith, or, or it says, faith without works is dead. How many of y'all know faith is a very important key in your walk with Christ? Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.6 says, for without faith is it impossible to please God. Hebrews 11.23, or uh, sorry, Mark 11.23 says this from Jesus' lips, have the faith of God. He who says unto this mountain, be thou removed. How many of y'all know we have mountains in life, trials? We have mountains in lives. In the Old Testament, they were giants and grasshoppers. How many of y'all know something that's bigger than us? And I've told you this before. David, the giant was bigger than him. But he knew this, it wasn't bigger than God. And so through faith, what we're doing is, through the lens of faith, is we're saying it may be bigger than me. It may be bigger than my checkbook. It may be bigger than my experience, but it's not bigger than greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And he's saying there's some outward actions that you've got to do. How many of y'all know your neighbors ought to see faith on the inside of you? Your coworkers ought to see faith on the inside of you. Your friends ought to see faith on the inside of you. He's saying in every area of your life, I'm telling you, whether you're in the shoeing barn with me or you're inside of my living room or you're out in front of, at the park or on a walk, I am the same person everywhere. I change not. Do I, Steve? I'm the same person. 
Listen, there's some of you, you have, you have multiple personality disorder. You act one way in here, and it's a total different place out there. Listen, I'm telling you, James is preaching to us. He's saying you've got to have the faith of God. Amen? Obedience brings blessing. Obedience shows God we love him. Amen? Here's the, the third thing in James chapter 3. Now he comes to the tongue as a fire. Jesus said this in Matthew 12 and verse 36. He said, but I tell you on the day of judgment, people will have to give an account for every careless and useless word they speak. Thou saith the Lord. Some of y'all you need to just hear this. Shut up. Amen. Sometimes the Spirit of the Lord comes over me with my kids, and he just says that right out of my mouth. Shut up. Jesus. How many of y'all know that Jesus is our example? And he's on the inside, working on the outside, and he is a model of wisdom and restraint. And in John chapter 14 and verse 30, he said, I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. What is he saying? I believe he was telling his disciples at this time, this is going to be a very intense season for me. I'm about to be under so much pressure. So you won't hear much from me because I'm going to choose my words carefully. Can I tell you the best thing to do? Here's marriage advice. When you're under pressure and you have those uh, intense conversations, which I'm sure none of you ever have. Me and Brandy's had them. Multiple times. But can I give you a word of wisdom? When you're under pressure, say less. Shut up. Amen? Think about what you're saying. I want you to think about what you're saying. You should grade yourself this week. Grade yourself. How much am I complaining? Give yourself a grade. How much am I complaining? How many times am I speaking life? I dare you to do it because a lot of you is going to get an F. Number two is this. I've seen your Facebook. Shame on you. Pray about what you're saying. How many of y'all in the Bible says this? Pray about everything. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Psalm 141 and verse 3. Number three is this. Work on the things that you're saying. Let's work. Listen, there are some things... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had a lady brought me a couple of horses to, to work on. And as I was underneath the first or the second foot, front foot, I was trimming it. And I could hear, I asked her how her grandson was doing. And she said, you know, I just know one, one morning. And he's young. He's like in his early 20s. I just know one morning I'm going to walk in there and find him dead. Listen, as a faith person, it like sent chills down my back. I stood up and I said, what? She said, I just know that I'm going to walk in them one, one day and just seem dead. I said, death and life is in the power of the tongue. I said, if he dies, his blood is on your hands. How many of y'all know the actions of our kids come from the mouth of the parents? Death and life is in the power of the tongue, mom and dad. So here we get to chapter 4. Everybody say chapter 4. I better preach fast because I got a lot to say here. And what I see in this particular text right here, he's saying, you've got to live a life of humility if you're going to walk in a blessed life. And he's saying this, what happens here is going to affect here. I want you to think about the cross. What happens vertically with your relationship with the Lord, it's going to affect every other relationship that you're around. And so he says, what leads to quarrels and conflicts among you? He's saying, what, what is bringing the strife? Do they not come from your desires that wage war in your members? I want to point something out, and I really would try not to get down this rabbit trail. But notice in the text, we've already read chapter 4. Notice in the text, nowhere in here he's saying, Church, you need to be delivered from devils. Notice in the text right here, he's saying, This is what you need. You need to have a devil cast out of you because you're having strife inside of your home. Notice he didn't say any of that. And the reason I'm saying that, because on YouTube, there was some crazy stuff out there right now. 
People send me videos, want more deliverance, blah, blah, blah. Listen, I believe completely in deliverance. But I'm just saying this. What I see now is there's people that are finding preachers to give them an excuse for the sin that's in their life and blame it on the devil. Listen, if you've got a problem with debt, just going to get real with you right now. It's not a devil in you that made you fill out an application for another credit card. Amen? Like if your doctors come to you and say, you know what, you've got high blood pressure, a good thing for you to do, or you maybe have a sickness inside of your body, would do is to lose weight, and you still go to Brahms every night? The devil did not make you go to Brahms. Are you hearing me this morning? The, the, the de- he said, uh, man, I've got so many. <laughs> I've got so many inside of me. I mean, if, if, you have a, uh, if you have a problem maybe with lust or pornography, you do not have to have Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, because all of that garbage is on there. Don't act like you don't think it is. Facebook, there's ads and different stuff that, I mean, that goes. And if that is a problem in your life and you're still holding on to those, listen, the devil doesn't make you have that app. You made the choice to have that app. You made the choice to drive to her house at that night and be alone with her inside when, when you're not married. You did that. The 30-pack just did not show up inside of your fridge. Are you hearing me this morning? The devil didn't make you do anything. He Notice right here, he's saying what, what quarrels... He said, what leads to quarrels and conflict among you? And all of this boils down to is pride. How many of y'all know only by pride comes, uh, comes contention? Pride cometh before a fall. Can I tell you, I, I was thinking about this this morning, how to really illustrate this. We have three dogs. We're crazy three-dog people. We have two standard dog, two standard poodles. One's a puppy. She's like... Four months old, and now she's already as big as our full-grown one. So this one's going to be big. Her name's Birdie, black and white poodle. And we have Chloe. She's the older one of the bunch. She's uh, eight years old. Right now she has uh, red, white, and blue ribbons in her ears. And she has red painted toenails. Come on, somebody. All right? Every man has a poodle. Praise the Lord. And then we have Tucker. And Tucker is a six-pound or seven-pound, I don't know, he's a little. And he is a, a toy Aussie. And can I tell you about Tucker? He's got short man syndrome, terrible. If he had two legs, if he was a man, he would drive a monster truck way up off the ground, and he would have the testicles hanging out the back. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> He's walking around like this, you know what I'm saying, watching NASCAR. One of those guys, all right? Short man syndrome deluxe. And so out of our window is a side yard, and there is a, there is a, there's a fence over there. And he has found places where he, he gets under the fence. Now, he doesn't leave. He, he will not leave our property. In fact, people walk by all the time, and he, I, I mean, as they're walking by, he's, you know, he acts like he's hot stuff. But he, he, he doesn't, and we don't have a, a barrier fence or anything. He just doesn't leave. So I'm looking out there, and I see some, some people, and uh, walking by, and they walk by, and what he does is he goes out to the edge of, of the concrete. He throws grass up. You should see him. He, he, is, he thinks he is hot stuff, like Brandy calls him Ted Bundy, really. When, like one night, we were on the couch. The kids were gone. We are sitting on the couch, and I was kind of getting intimate with Brandy. I was kissing her, I'm, and I look up. I was, I was, like, leaned over like this, and I look up, and he literally is sitting on the edge of the couch going, I always feel like somebody's watching me. I'm not kidding you. We'll be doing something. He'll, he'll, I mean, he like creeps around the corner. So anyways, he does that. And, and there's people that, that are walking by. And he's out there throwing up grass, acting like he's big stuff, you know. And here comes these people with two huge like Siberian German shepherds. Like real McCoy, long-haired bad to the bone. Well, they're walking, and they get around this fence where he is, and he's waiting for them. 
His ears are all perked up and he's acting like hot stuff. Well, they jerk out of their hands, out the leashes out of their hands, and they take off after at Tucker. And I'm in the house, and I'm like, please bite Tucker. <laughs> I'm sick of him doing this. I'm sick of him. He needs to be humbled right now in Jesus' name. And you ought to heard him. Ee! I mean, he's screaming like a mare. He runs, I, I would literally watch him, he jumps, the hole's right here, he jumps right underneath it. He gets on the other side of the fence and he's acting like he's bad to the bone. So I was thinking about this sex, I was thinking, there's so many of y'all, there's a lot of you in here, you're just like Tucker. You know the leash with like the, uh, where it has the extender and the one that comes back, zzz, zzz, and it comes back, and then you can have a lock on it and things like that. Some of y'all, you're in the house of the Lord, you lift your hand, you receive a word from God, and then when you hit the front door, you're like, <laughs> like sparks, smokes coming out of it. You're just like Tucker. Ah, I'm out here in the world, look at me. And then the enemy does something, and you come squealing in like, and then you get inside of here and you're like, I got the line of the tribe of Judah living on the inside of me. Ten foot tall and bulletproof. James is painting a picture here. He said, you can't compartmentalize the Lord. You can't just run out there and act like hot stuff. Be ten foot tall and bulletproof. Make stupid decisions because stupid, st- stupid games lead to stupid prizes. And he's very, being very practical right here. He's not blaming it on anybody because he knows from the book of Genesis all the way back to the very beginning when God went to Adam and he said, why are you wearing fig leaves? He said, because of Eve. Eve, why are you wearing fig leaves? Because of Adam. No. Stupid is as stupid does. I'm talking to Christians this morning. And so he's saying, you're jealous and covet and you lust. He said, there's a separation. He's saying, he's basically telling us this. You can, you can pray, but if pride is involved in your prayer, then it's not going to go anywhere. Can I tell you, people do this all the time. I listened to an evangelist this last week, Ted, not Ted Shuttlesworth. What's the nephew? Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I was telling him of a meeting that he was in where a guy came in and he could see evil in his eyes. He had an altar call. He didn't come forward. And afterwards, he said, why didn't you come forward? And he said, well, I want to give you this. And he pulls out of his pocket. And he said, it was a stack of $100 bills. And he said, evangelist, I want you to have this. And he said, I can see that you're not serving the Lord. He said, no, I own own porn shops and I own strip clubs. I make tons of money, but I'm just, I'm behind what you're doing. He said, he took his money and he put it on on the chair and said, I'm not taking the money. Because if you think you can pay God off of the sin that's in your life. And he's like, I'm not against taking. How many of y'all know the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just? And I ain't against that whatsoever. If, somebody, if the Lord told me to receive it, I would. Well, that's unclean money. I use Don soap. I'm not worried about it. And I use the good kind. Pay cash for it. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I, but his whole point was this, and can I tell you, there's so many people, you think that a Sunday morning is just going to pay God off. It's not. God has so much it's more in store for you. And so what he's saying is here, he, goes, he talks about an enemy with God, but this is what I want to get to, because I, I'll tell you this, for every problem, there's a solution. He's saying your strife, you're bickering with one another, it's pride. But this is how you do it. You humble yourself before God. How do you humble yourself before God? I'll tell you how you do it. He gives us an ingredient right here. He says, resist the devil. You know, and I've said this many times before. You know, if you're not submitted to God, you'll have a hard time resisting the devil. You first got to be submitted to the Lord. There's so many things that you won't even have to resist the devil if you're just submitted to God. I believe that. But we got to resist the devil. 
All right, now I'm not going to stand up in chair, slick my hair back with fresh gel inside of it and say, resist uh, the devil. Uh. I'm going to tell you in a really small tone right here. This is how you resist the devil. Have you ever watched cops? I love cops. I love to watch a good tasing. I love to watch them chase them down with the dogs, right? all, all of that different stuff. But have, have you ever watched the ones before with the body cam? But they go in and they ask him the question, did you do this? I'm here to ask you about this situation. And they go, I mean, they take off running. <laughs> Especially if it's a larger cop that just left the donut stop. They're standing there. And, sorry, Mac. <laughs> sorry, Patrick. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Come on, can we give it up for our cops that are right here in Arena of Life? We do love you guys. But <clears throat> they take off. Can I tell you, it's the same, same way resisting the, Lord, the devil. It's just right here. And this does not make you a coward. But if you're in a place that you know you're about to make stupid decisions. You know, I see it on Facebook all the time. Don't judge me. No, you ought to have somebody in your life that judges you. Like you're about to make a dumb decision, moron. Do not do this. I mean, it's good to have good friends in your life. But that's exactly what you're doing, all right? When uh, I've told this story before, uh, what's the evangelist's name from Roswell, New Mexico? Um, the cowboy preacher. Oh, who? Glenn Smith. Pastor Ty and Glenn Smith were watching Forrest Gump for the very first time. I've told this story before. But you know the story uh, or the part in the movie where, uh, where Jenny comes up to his room and she has the nightgown on. And she takes it off, and, and Forrest Gump's sitting there, you know, with this crew-cut haircut, innocent Forrest Gump. Glenn Smith stood up in the movie theater and said, Run, Forrest, run! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Listen, if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, there is nothing against running. Can I get an Amen! They get out the pipe or something that you've, you've been in, or, or something's on a movie. There's many times me and Pastor Brandy's left the movie. And it's not being legalistic. Well, if I'd start playing, well, am I being legalistic right now? Well, you can wait there long enough and get in sin or actually make the decision to run. I don't know about you. I'm going to be, just, I'm going to resist the devil. And it's not me being a coward. It's me using wisdom. It's not being, being foolish. Come on. And there may, be, be, there may become a time where, you know, you can, but there, there's a time in your life when you first give your life to the Lord. Come on, he's talking to you in a practical way here, right here. He's saying, I want you to succeed. And you've lived in pride in your whole life. And now maybe gossip tries to enter in. People start talking about other people. Because you know you could get your two cents in and you could make you, you feel worthy right then. No, 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 no. Go, 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 go. I didn't do it. That's what they say. And cops, no. They get loud. They scream at them. It wasn't me. Stop. Can I tell you another way you resist is you get louder than the enemy. Pastor, why do you pay with Pray with passion. Why do you preach with passion? Because can I tell you, the voices in my head get loud sometimes. And I get to get louder than the voices inside of my head. Yeah. Amen. I got to remind myself, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I believe there's an ingredient right here. The first thing he says, he says, wash your hands, you sinners. That's how you resist the devil. I want you to look at your hands right now. On the way to work this morning, or the work, well, to work. <laughs> on the way to church this morning, Pastor Brandy grabbed my hand, and she's always real delicate with it. And I said, my hand's pretty rough. She goes, oh, yeah, it's definitely summertime, and you shot a bunch of horses. And, but what do hands reflect of where I've been? I want you to think about it. He's saying... You're going to have a hard time having a humble heart if you keep going places and getting stuff on you that you don't need on you. That's how you resist the devil. He says, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. See how the mind 
and the heart are connected. They're connected. The heart and the mind, they're connected. He who says it on this mountain, be thou removed, and does not doubt in his heart. It's the things that you say. So I've got to be careful what gets inside of here. I've got to be careful what gets inside of here. I've got to be careful what gets inside of here. I've got to be careful what comes out of here. Double-minded, I want you to think about it like this. You come to the house of the Lord, we go from faith to faith, to glory to glory, new heights, new places. Oh, ouch. Oh, I got a cramp in my left foot. See, it's painful. <laughs> I really did. Oh, now it won't stop. Amen. Walk it out. I'm going to start singing the song, all right? Or let me just do it like this. One foot in the world, and what God wants you to do is, let me stand up here. He says, you have one foot in the world doing your own lusts, your own desires, and you're wanting to do, inside of here, you may be taking some steps of what God has in store for you, but it's double-minded. It's How many of y'all know the enemy always reminds you of your past, and God reminds you of your future? And so what happens is, is it gets more and more comfortable. And that's what happens when we ask you a question, you're grouchy. It's because your life is so uncomfortable. Everybody say, resist the devil. Then he basically says, how you resist the devil is you repent, be miserable and grieve and weep. Let your laughter, the things that you used to laugh about, let it mourn your heart because they're not the things of God. The second thing is this. He said, come close to God. This is how we become humble. Number one, we resist the devil. Number two, we come close to God. We draw near to God. And he will come close to you. Come near to him. Draw near to him. You know, going back to Tucker, thinking about this. And in John chapter 15, it says, what does it say? It says, abide in me. And I in you. Remain in me. That's what Amplified says. And I in you, just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me, I in him, bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, Tucker, going back to Tucker. When we go on walks... When he is restrained and he is on a leash, he doesn't even walk out in front of us. He walks to the side and he walks like this the whole time. Wherever you go, because he's so small, he knows he's going to get stepped on if he doesn't pay attention. And he looks. See, it's a whole different deal when he's off the leash. He's out there acting like a buffoon. And I'm not saying God wants to put you on a leash, but it would be a good idea to put yourself on one. Of draw close to God. Because he knows this, when another dog comes, he doesn't even pay attention to them. He looks at us. Because he knows in me is safety and he knows in me is peace. I mean, I know God's called us to a higher place. And that's what we do. He knows he's lower than me and I'm higher. I can see things that he can't. And that's what he's doing is he's humbling himself before me as his master. Oh man, get this in your heart this morning. And he knows this with that leash around his neck. He's not going to run out and be act like an idiot. How many of y'all know we still have the choice to do that? But you know what? I've decided I'm going to remain in him and I'm going to abide in him. And I'm going to draw near to God and he's going to draw near to me. And so in doing that, I'm going to get in the word. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to listen to things that I know that's going to edify my spirit, that's going to build me up. I'm going to watch things inside of my home. I'm going to do things, make decisions that draw me close to him, because you know what I ain't got time for? I ain't got time for strife. I ain't got time for quarrels. I ain't got time for the garbage that happens because pride comes a fall. After pride comes contention. After pride comes a fall. But in humility, God humbles me. God takes me to higher places and new levels. The last thing that happens when you humble yourself, it says, 
in the presence of the Lord, he will exalt you. Another thing that Tucker does, I need uh, you go ahead and come and play. When you humble yourself, he said he will exalt you. The Bible says he who's first will be last, but who's last will be first. How many of y'all know Jesus came not to be served, but he came to what? Serve. Another thing with Tucker, there has been times before where dogs have came up and came after. You know what he does? He's at my side at all times. He puts his little paws up on my leg because he knows this. Daddy will pick me up. Daddy will pick me up. Can I tell you this? When I humble myself before the Lord in every area. Can I tell you when I'm on the golf course and I lose balls? A lot. I lose them. I still love the game. I have to repent lots on the golf course, y'all. Okay? But I lose balls. Can I tell you, with my boys, I like to go out and play with my boys in the evening. One thing that I show them is this. Catch, he'll hit a ball, and I'll be like, that's a great... Uh, he said, Dad, it was a good one, because I'm over here with Anson or vice versa. Well, where'd it go? I don't know, but it went high. Like this big golf course, son. Where'd it go? I don't know, but it went high. And so I'm like... You know, one of the things that I do that I teach my boys, I said this, let's ask the Lord to give us eyes to see where this ball is. You know why? Because God cares about everything in my life. Everything. There's times where I've lost tools before. Lord, give me eyes to see and give me ears to hear. Or bring back to my remembrance of what barn that I left that in. Lost keys before. Let's get together as a family. Addison lost her keys. Let's get together as a family. Let's believe God. What am I doing? Every area. It's not because I'm crazy. It's because Jesus is Lord of all. Jesus is Lord of all. And I'm not just going to pray for the food and say, rub-a-dub-dub, God bless the grub. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, the one who eats the fastest eats the most. The Lord really convicted me of this a couple years ago because I know this, the food that's on my table didn't come from me, it came from God. And so I want to teach my kids this. In every area of my life, we have what we have because of God. The Lord told me to give everything away I would. I'm going to give more money away this year than I've ever done in my life. You know why? Because I've made the mentality. And I'm I'm not broke by any means. I thank God for the place that I'm at. But I made a decision years ago to say this. Lord, whatever I have is because you gave it to me. And I'm going to be the steward of... See... And I'm not saying that in pride. I'm just saying that I've learned how to humble myself before the Lord. And get my heart. I'm really not saying that in pride. I'm just saying it. Because I believe in the church. And I believe what God's doing in this house. And I believe what the Lord's done in me can be done in you. Amen. So I'm going I'm to humble myself before the Lord and He is going to exalt me. Pastor, I really feel like this can be legalistic. Well, think that all you want to and live in failure. But if you want to live in victory, humble yourself before God. And everything, everything, Everything. What's being played out of your Alexa? What's being played in your TV? What's being played inside of your car? I mean, I want to live my life to give a big, giant middle finger to the devil every day. Can I just be honest with you all right now? And can I tell you right now, pride will screw you over every single day of your life. You know why people leave the church and get mad or frustrated working in places? Because of pride. This has to be about me. This is my decision. This is what I do. I made a long decision years ago. I never got offended working in children's church. Listen, there's many opportunities. I love pastor, but he's also my father-in-law. Family and work. Can I just be humble for you? It got like this several times. 
And if it was up to pride, I would have been gone years ago. But can I tell you, because I've humbled myself, God has led me to another level. I've humbled myself. Listen, I want to invite you to do the same thing in every area of your life. Pride comes contention. Pride comes quarrels. And you can't blame it on the devil. You've got to make a choice to be different. Well, we want to thank you for joining us on our podcast today. We pray that you heard from God and that this message was for you. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people with this message. Arena of Life takes pride in connecting to God, to church, and to people. And we want to connect with you. So don't forget to check us out on all social media platforms, to check out our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and to download the Church Center app and to choose Arena of Life as your church. And a special thanks to those who make a difference by giving generously. You help us change lives and produce weekly content like this that reaches the world. If you're interested in partnering with us, you can give by clicking the link in our bio through the website arenaoflifechurch.org or through the Church Center app. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.